0: Hey, well, good morning again. Thanks for being here. We are glad to be together. This is a fun season. All the anticipation and lead-up to Christmas. It's also the season of uh, many birthdays in our family, and it happens to be the season of our anniversary as well. Two days ago, we we celebrated our sweet 16.
1: 16 years. Yeah. Which I don't understand how that's possible since I'm only 22, but, you know... We've, we've been married 16 That's years. That's a weird one. Let's not go there. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, no, we, we've just, we had so much fun. Micah took me out to a fancy dinner, and then this week we're going to take a couple days. love grandparents. Going to drop the kids off at grandparents and take a couple days just to be together. So we're really excited. Um, for for this week,
0: 16 years later, you know, our relationship has been marked by a number of things. Uh, it's been marked by uh, shared experiences and shared hobbies and pursuits in life, a lot of really good things. And also marked by those occasional moments where one of us says, I just need some peace and quiet. Is that true? I mean, I think we've all experienced those things. Just need some peace and quiet.
1: Well, today our Advent theme is peace, and we're going to talk about what, what peace means. And peace is not just the absence of conflict, and it's certainly not always just being by yourself and it being quiet, and we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk today about peaceful relationships, and peaceful interactions. And what, it, what does it mean to have peace between people?
0: You know, I think often when we think of peace, we think of kind of an inner feeling and experience, mm-hmm. an inner calm. And I think there's validity to that. In fact, in Philippians 4, there's this passage that says, uh, give your request to God and a peace that passes understanding will guard your hearts and your minds." So there is, in uh, the biblical um, narrative, conversation of a peace that is an inner calm, right? Uh, but the dominant conversation in Scripture when it comes to the term peace does not have to do with a feeling within us, but it is relational in na- nature, um, so the Israelite people, and throughout Scripture, um, they tended to use the term um, uh, shalom, which means Peace, they use this term, um, primarily for interpersonal or social relationships. And, uh, it was very closely tied in, throughout scripture, um, to the subject of justice. That peaceable relationships with other, other people, um, leads us towards a conversation of justice. So, shalom in the Old Testament, it means, um, to be healthy, whole, and complete. And it's speaking in relational terms, healthy wholeness and completeness in our relationships with people around us. So peace is not just the absence of war, though it's definitely that. The absence of war is a part of the conversation of peace. But it goes beyond just the absence of war towards a state of health and wholeness in relationship and in life.
1: When I think of peace, I think of Jesus, and when he came, he brought peaceful relationships. He had peaceful relationships. I'm reminded of the story of Zacchaeus. And if you've been if you grew up in Sunday school at all, probably like me, the first thing you think of when when someone says the name Zacchaeus, you think he was a wee little man. <clears throat> You know, we all want to have a legacy. I feel a little bit sorry for Zacchaeus that's his legacy, that he was a wee little man. Um, but Zacchaeus was a wee little man and he was also a tax collector. And when Jesus came to his town, he went to go see Jesus. And, and as Jesus was walking by him, he, Jesus invited himself to Zacchaeus's house and he said, I'm going to eat at your house tonight. Um, and it, which was interesting because Because as a tax collector, Zacchaeus was a despised man. He was not well-respected in his community. He was a Jew who had been hired by Rome, who was the ruling, had conquered Israel at that time. And he'd been hired by Rome to collect taxes for Rome from the Jewish people. And he had unchecked power. He had unquestioned authority. And so he could charge people however much taxes he wanted. And like many tax collectors, Zacchaeus ripped people off and stole money from them. And, and so it was surprising when Jesus walked by all these people. He could have invited himself over to their, to their home. He, he chose Zacchaeus, and he says, hey, I'm coming to your house today. And Luke doesn't record what the conversation was like around the dinner table, that day, but the Gospel of Luke records the effect that being with Jesus had on, on Zacchaeus. And Luke tells us that Zacchaeus gave back four times the amount he had stolen from all the people he had collected too, too much tax from. And then he took half of his own possessions and he gave them to the poor. And I find this to be a beautiful example of what it means to have peaceful relationships and to be around Jesus. And Jesus brings about these shalom type of relationships where health and wholeness in relationship is valued where when when trust has been broken the goal is to restore health and restore that uh, relationship.
0: So as in the story of Zacchaeus, it is Jesus that brings peace into the world. In fact, at his very birth, uh, we read of angels coming down and speaking to those that are present. And they say, say this in Luke chapter 2, 14, uh, they say, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. In Jesus came peace into the world. And we'll talk more about the nature of that peace.
1: So this peace is relational um, in nature. So it has to do also with relationships, not just our inner peace, but also our relationships with other, with God and with other people. So those are the two aspects we want to look at today. Um, Peace with God, what does that look like in our life? And then peace with other people. What does that look like in our life? So we'll start with God, and Micah's going to read Colossians 1.
0: For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross.
1: I love this. So Jesus brings peace. Jesus is our peace. Um, here, Paul says that Jesus has the fullness of God dwelling in him. So Jesus is 100% fully divine, and that God chose through Jesus to to dwell with creation, to dwell with humanity. And his purpose for coming was to reconcile all things to himself. And that word reconcile, we don't always, we don't use all that much, but it means to restore broken relationship to, to a a harmonious relationship, to a peaceful relationship. So reconciling and making peace are, are synonymous here and i love how in this scripture uh, paul says that he came to reconcile all things so yes he came to reconcile humanity to god but also creation and 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 things in on earth and in heaven he wants to make everything new and all of this by make he said it says by making peace through his blood the, the restoration, the peace comes through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for God took on our brokenness, took on our sin, so that he could offer us forgiveness and healing and peace. And I, I think that's beautiful.
0: So throughout Scripture, peace is referred to in relational terms, relationship with God that was brought by Jesus, but also relationship with people. Ephesians 2 says this.
1: For he himself is our peace. To you who were far away and peace to those who are near who were near for through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit
0: so again it speaks to this relationship with God that we're invited into peaceful relationship with God through Jesus. But in this text, uh, Paul is speaking of a very distinctive thing in the story of Christianity and Israel. Uh, a season in which Israel, the, um, the people of God through the Old Testament, uh, have now come to believe in a risen Savior, have come to believe in, that Jesus rose from the dead and that he is the Messiah. And in a, 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 people has begun to form and together, the church has begun within Israel, but quickly the message of hope spreads beyond the borders of Israel and into the surrounding world, and the church becomes this very unique and diverse and mixed people, the Israelites and the Gentiles with from whom they were once entirely separate are now gathering together in homes and beginning to worship together, and, and it says in here that this peace that Jesus brings uh, the intent of it was to create one new humanity out of the two that those that were once divided and separate those uh, amongst whom there used to be hatred and just revulsion against the other in jesus peace has been made that even those kind of barriers in life can be overcome so so that together in peace, we can approach a Heavenly Father as a diverse people, as a people that were once separate can come together to celebrate the peace of God.
1: I love that. So this idea of peace, our peace with God, our relationship with God, and then our peace with people, with each other, to have peaceable relationships, meaning to have whole and healthy relationships. That's that's what we're looking at today. And there's... Um, This one piece of instructions that Jesus gives his disciples when he's here on earth that we find really interesting because he's sending, he sends out his disciples to preach his message and he has specific instructions for them regarding peace. So we want to go there and we we want to look at what Jesus said about um, his disciples bringing peace with them. So read with me in Luke 10, starting in verse 1. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals. Do not greet anyone on the road. But when you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. And if someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. And if not, it will return to you. Stay there eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wage. Do not move around from house to house. And when you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you.
0: You know, there's a number of remarkable things happening in this, in this text. Jesus had been traveling as a rabbi with his 12 disciples, his 12 closest followers, and they had witnessed him do miraculous, incredible things. They had participated in miraculous and incredible things. But in this text, just after having sent out his 12 closest followers on a similar mission and trip, he calls 72 of the, of the hundreds and thousands of people that are sometimes gathered around Jesus. He expands the circle saying, you, my people, you, my followers, will be the agents of my mission in this world. And and what's that mission in the context of this text? uh, It's to spread the good news. The good news that the kingdom of God has come near to Now this is a a remarkable message to the people in first century Israel. Uh, As opposed to having to travel for days to Jerusalem, to the temple, to approach the presence of God, Jesus invites his followers to begin to share this beautiful, hopeful, good news that God has come near to you. It is not your journey to make to approach God, but the kingdom of God has come to you. It is here and present. So he sends out these seventy-two on this mission, um, uh, and 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 he warns them this mission will be challenging and even dangerous at times. And yet he tells these seventy-two, but travel light. You're not going to need a lot of stuff in spite of that. Uh, He says, instead, accept the hospitalities of others and and don't hurry from place to place frantically, but instead, when you find a person of peace, settle in and stay. I think this is a really unique and beautiful um, glimpse of the way the mission of God is carried from place to place and from person to person. Uh, It's not a manipulative or forced Thing, but it is good news and an invitation that people might know. Uh, it, it rides upon the shoulders of the hospitality of our neighborhoods and our communities. It is not us that is are the purveyors or the saviors of people or communities or neighborhoods, but instead us that get to go, travel light, share good news. And when we come across people of peace, we settle in and begin to live in relationship, inviting them to know the love of God and that the kingdom has come near. So when, when they would travel to a town, they would go to a house and knock on a door of some random stranger that they did not know. And and they would start with a traditional greeting um, peace to this house or peace be with you was a traditional greeting in the day. It was kind of like a benediction, a statement of blessing to the people of the household and it says now if there's someone there who promotes peace then your peace will rest on them and if there's not a person of peace in this house well then it will uh, be removed from that place and I'm so curious what in the world is this peace? Yeah. It, it sounds like a physical, tangible thing that, like, comes or doesn't into a place. So what is this peace? In this context, uh, this peace is referring to the presence of God in the lives of believers. In verse 6, uh, the, this, this uh, conversation of peace is not just a feeling of contentment, but it's synonymous with the presence, the saving presence of Jesus in a home and in a place. So he says, seek people of peace. And I gotta say, one of the things that I love about you all, that I love about this journey that we've been on, um, often we use words, um, that are synonymous with, um, with peace or peaceable relationships like safety. Um, and and belonging and all of these things, and I love an opportunity to be in a place that is real, in which belonging, safety, and peaceable relationships can exist. I think that is a mark that Jesus is in this place.
1: Absolutely. So we're to seek out people of peace, and we're also to be people of peace. Having been reconciled to God, we carry his peace with us, and and we're to be um, these peace bringers. We're we're to be reconcilers and shalom makers. Um, As I was thinking about this idea of, of being peaceful people and having peaceful relationships, I thought of this verse in Romans 12, verse 18. It says this, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And I love this verse because the main goal is clear. Our goal is to be people of peace, to live at peace with people. And yet also it it, um, brings our attention to this sad reality that there are people and there are systems in place that are not receptive to these peaceful relationships. And and so um Paul here says, you know, we want to live at peace with everyone as far as it depends on you if it's possible. That's your goal. But recognize there will be times when then that's really difficult. Um I think of of times when we're faced with injustice. Was when we we just see things that are not peaceful happening around us. And at times we have to disrupt the the quote unquote peace and quiet, the status quo. Um, we have to disrupt that semblance, that superficial peace. To really foster and promote this idea of the the peace of God, the shalom, the peace that brings right relationships, the peace that brings wholeness and health for everyone. It's interesting that in the Old Testament, when we see the word peace, it's often linked to justice, like Micah was talking about in the definition. So, So peace and justice and righteousness, a right way of living, those are often linked together. And I think it's because the purpose of biblical justice is to bring about, to build peaceful relationships
0: to bring about wholeness and completeness in this world and in the lives of people
1: in that health that is found in in god and so when i think of this peace and and the idea of peace being relational i think of it in um in three different ways so there's um the personal peace and that i am right with god that i'm healthy and whole because of my relationship with god and then there's the interpersonal peace, so me with with other people, that our relationships are healthy and whole. And then there's also the societal uh, peace, the idea of having a whole and healthy society where justice and peace is available to all of its members. And as people of peace, um, we promote this type of peace, this shalom. But that doesn't mean that There will be no conflict. That doesn't mean we can always avoid conflict. Rather, it means that we we value and we uphold um, this God's desire for shalom, for these healthy and whole relationships, and we work with Him towards that end.
0: I think that's really good because I think it would be easy to hear a conversation of peace and assume then that means I can just I should just turn a blind eye and never raise my voice or speak up. So I think that's a really important conversation, especially seeing the way that peace is linked to justice and God's bringing about wholeness, completeness, and hope in the world. You know, the pursuit of peaceable relationships is not easy. You might know that. I mean, it might sound good when we read scripture about it, but the reality is, is any of us living in any relationship know that keeping it peaceable is not always simple. I mean, I think... Think just on the smallest scale in our household, and I think about the best day in the world when everything's gone well, and now it's bedtime. And it can be the simplest, silliest things. All of a sudden, my children are bursting out in tears because their sister looked at them the wrong way. Right? Peaceable relationships totally are not always easy. There's, there's no getting around that, you know. And, and that's small and and simple. But look on. The larger scale at our nation and the world around us, wars are being waged and, and people are experiencing violence and hurt and oppression of, of all sorts. And yet God, through Jesus, desires to bring peace into this world. And we, as people of peace, seek out ways in this world to bring about the peace, the completeness, the wholeness that God is trying to bring into this world, that God is bringing into this world through Jesus. Here's what we're trying to get at. God is a God of peace. And in Jesus, we have received peace and are invited to live in in peace. Uh, This um, not only means the lack of war or violence, but um, peace as a way of life, as a way of being amongst people. The peace of God is an invitation to health and wholeness in our relationships and in this world.
1: And with that, we want to move into a time of communion in which we remember Jesus who brought peace into this world. Jesus, the son of God, who is in his great love, willing to sacrifice himself as this demonstration of peace and love. He chose to submit and he chose to suffer as opposed to wage war. And uh, his purpose was to offer us a peaceful relationship with God. And we are invited to live in this, in his peace, and, and live at peace, and live in the way that, that he did. And today we want to remember Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. And, and we do that through communion. And you're invited to do that if you'd like. We take the bread and we dip it in the juice. And the bread represents his body on the cross and the juice represents his blood shed on the cross and we we dip it and we eat that and we and we say thank you we just spend time we pause to remember and say thank you jesus for what you have done for us on the cross so i'm going to say a prayer and then we'll stand and invite anyone who wants to to take communion during this next song dear jesus we thank you for your sacrifice. Lord, we thank you for your love. Lord, we thank you for the example of peace that you were um, when you were here on earth. God, we thank you for, for the words that you've given us that we can follow your example. And God, we thank you for your spirit in us that continues to guide us and to nudge us in the ways that you want us to live. Jesus, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And with that, I want to leave you with this benediction. May we experience the peace of Jesus as the Holy Spirit brings health and wholeness in our lives. May we be people of peace in our relationships, and may God use us to bring about his peace in our community and the world. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week.